Hi, friend. Welcome back to another episode of the Curious Neuron Podcast. My name is Cindy Huffington, and I am your host. I am a mom of three with a doctorate degree in neuroscience, and I try to share the research with you by interviewing experts. And more recently, I've been testing out sharing a little bit more about my story. And I hope that today's story about emotions. So if you've had a week (laughs) with your child and you just don't know what to do anymore, and you're trying to apply all of these you know, uh, pieces of advice that you're getting online, including myself. Today, what I'd like to share with you is how the brain processes these, this information. And I think that this bit of neuroscience will help you understand not only your child a little bit more, but yourself as well, which will, which, which might help you in these situations. So stay tuned. I'm going to explain, um, a bit more about what happened last night, because I think it'll give you more context. And then I'll break down a bit of the neuroscience. Um, so last night, my family and I attended something called Alumni. That is, uh, a light show, I guess you can call it. It's here in Laval. Um, so I'm from Laval, uh, in the province of Quebec and that's in Canada. And we, in, during the winter, we have this Uh, exhibition, I guess, or whatever it is. Anyway, so basically you enter this um, outdoor event and there are lights everywhere. And you, for example, when you walk in, it's a bit of a garden and there are these lit up um, carrots and vegetables. And it's pretty cool. The the vegetables are huge and the kids are able to like jump on top of them and, and, and roll around. And it was pretty cool. So you have all these trees that are covered with lights and then you follow this section. And then there's, there's another section with animals. There's a section with frogs. There's a section with um, some monkeys as well. So it's, it's the same kind of concept, always these lit up animals or, um, items and then lights in the trees, um, a light show on a wall. And then at one point it's like you go in and there are lights hanging from the, um, a ceiling that they created in this little building. There are these igloos that children can go into that are all lit up. It's all about lights. And as I was walking into it, the first thing that crossed my mind was, I, first of all, I didn't know how long it, it was going to be. It ended up being two hours outside with three young kids, ages three, five, and seven, in the cold. It was cold last night. And I know we're, we're what, this, it was December 13th yesterday. Um, we're not in the middle of winter here, and there's not even any snow, which is really rare, um, but it was still cold. It was a pretty cold night. And I started to panic. <laughs> I really did, um, because I was anticipating the end of this not going well, um, because I understand how the brain functions, and I understand kids, and even myself, and I was anticipating an overstimulation, and lo and behold, I was right, (laughs) and what happened is that as the night was going on, it started off with my youngest, my three-year-old, within, I would say, 20-30 minutes, he had seen what he needed to see. He was done. He was he was satisfied and he wanted to go home. But I didn't know that this would have taken us two hours to walk through, take breaks. Um, my husband and I were taking turns holding the two, the two youngest ones, the three and a five-year-old. They were tired. Um, we set it up at seven o'clock, which in retrospect might have been too late. Um, I hadn't anticipated all of this. All of this to say that what was interesting to me was the way that I observed all the families <laughs> with kids sort of start crumbling near the end of this um, show. 
So we had we had been walking at this point over an hour and at the beginning, you know, there were kids in strollers, kids walking around, super excited about what they were seeing as as were mine. And then there was a certain point where parents were holding their kids, kids some kids were crying. I heard some parents yelling at their kids saying you're so annoying, just stop, keep walking. <laughs> And I personally, as an adult, was starting to get tired and overstimulated. When I left this show, um, my husband and I both agreed that we had both we both had a headache and we felt overstimulated. And I wish I could have like created like a, a sign at the beginning of the show to say, hey, hey, parents, <laughs> here's here's a little warning for you guys. At a certain point, your child might be overstimulated because not only are there lots of lights here? Flashing lights, some are, are, are not, some flash. There are lots of sounds, It's there's music. And when you're in one section and entering the next section, you hear the music from the previous section and the music from the, the next section. It might seem like nothing, but to a young child, it's extremely dysregulating. Um, and the term or the word dysregulating is is basically the take-home message of this entire conversation. I hope that as parents, we can start using that term a lot more because when we do, we see past our child's behavior and we see them as normally normal functioning humans, just like us. And I was dysregulated when we left that. Um, I My system was off. So here's what happened. At one point, I, <laughs> I noticed that the kids were starting to act out more, right? So when you're dysregulated, Dr. Bruce Perry paints a beautiful picture of this. It's sort of like, um, I, I, he, use, he uses the example of a cake, a three-layer cake. Let's just say the, the bottom layer is your child's regulation system. The middle layer is your child's amygdala or emotions. And the top layer, the one you have to get to, so you're, it's a bottom-up approach. The top layer is the child's cortex or our cortex. And the cortex is the thinking and the rational thinking aspect of the brain. So in order for us to get to the rational part of the child's brain, they have to be regulated, not dysregulated. So nothing from their five senses that feels off, nothing from their heart rate increasing or their, their breathing rate increasing. And what increases that is cortisol or us feeling threatened or not safe or something is off, tired, hungry, our basic needs and functions. That regulates our entire system. So if that's not regulated, then we're going to trigger some, we're going to trigger some emotions, whether that's anger, frustration, and that's going to come out in a behavior because when it goes to the next layer, that top layer, which is the rational thinking, if we're dysregulated, we cannot think rationally. We cannot think through what's going on in that moment. And what happens is that we act out. We misbehave, as we say for children, or we're just not ourselves, as we say for adults. But it's the same whether we're a child or an adult. I'm going to misbehave as an adult if I'm tired. I'm going to misbehave as an adult if I'm hungry. <laughs> I will, trust me. <laughs> I will misbehave if that's the term being used for me. And that's going to, sh that's, gonna, that's a different lens, right? If I'm looking at an adult and I'm like, wow, they're really misbehaving versus, wow, they're really sad about something or they, they're hungry or I'm hungry or whatever it is. We need to use the same lens for our kids. So our kids are acting as any human being should. 
if they are dysregulated. And that is exactly what happened at this light show. I started to get dysregulated because I was hungry and thirsty by the end of it. And so were my kids. And then my three-year-old started getting tired. And my five-year-old started blocking his ears because he was saying that it was really loud. He kept saying, mommy, there's a lot of noise. It's loud. And I knew, I knew this was the beginning of a dysregulated child. And it was at one point, you know, um, my son just didn't want to be held anymore. And I was like, just let me hold you. Like, I don't want to be held. I don't want to be touched. I don't want to be spoken to. And I could have easily seen that as misbehavior, but it wasn't. He was beautifully expressing his needs and his needs were that his sensory system was overstimulated. He was dysregulated. He wasn't screaming and crying, thank goodness. Um, but he was so beautifully expressing his nervous system and his nervous system felt overstimulated. My three-year-old couldn't do that, but my five-year-old through what I've taught him was able to express that and, and feel that. But what I was seeing around me, I wish I could have just stopped the parents that were around and told them what was happening in their child's brain. Because these children that I was seeing around me were getting consequences or reprimanded or yelled at by their parents for misbehaving. And they weren't misbehaving and it was breaking my heart. They were dysregulated. So can we change that word from misbehaving to dysregulated? And that'll help us really see what's going on. Is my child like I said, tired? Are they hungry? Are they overstimulated with their five senses? Do they feel safe? Maybe they don't and their heart is racing. They are dysregulated. Maybe they are anxious or worried or nervous and their, their, their breathing rate is higher. They are dysregulated. And all of that will cause emotions and all of that will cause their brain not to think and to act differently than if they were regulated. The parents that I saw were not only saying to their child, I saw one mom say, you're so annoying. <laughs> and I get it. I mean, the child was whining. The child was whining. We were hanging around them a little bit and the child was done, done with this exhibition <laughs> of lights and sound. Um, although it was beautiful, I, I would definitely go again, not with my kids. I, I don't know if I would go with my kids. Um, I personally liked it, but it was long. It was really long. And by the time we left, um, I had three dysregulated kids that needed to go to bed immediately, um, but we had to drive home. First, we had to walk to the car. That was fun. And then we, <laughs> in the cold, and then we had to come home. So now that we understand more of why the kids were acting a certain way, and I wish I could have given all the parents a hug <laughs> and all the kids a hug to help them regulate, or some actually are not regulated that way, like my middle child, he giving him that hug does not regulate him. It actually dysregulates him even more. So when we are attuned to our child, we know what their needs are and we know what we can do to regulate them and ourselves, by the way. So if you are dysregulated, what helps you? Um, do you need to eat something? Do you need to get a drink, have a coffee, go for a walk, exercise, read a book, speak to a friend, a family member, go just step outside and look at the sun. Don't, I mean, don't look at it, but you know what I mean. <laughs> um, but just what do you need to do to regulate yourself? And what does your child need to do to regulate themselves? Um, so here's what we did when we got home. And this hopefully will be helpful to you as well. I had three dysregulated kids. They were thirsty, hungry, crying in the car, and they were tired. So when you came home, and they were cold, by the way, they were frozen. So when we got home, instead of 
I sometimes I forget about how the brain functions and I'm just like in mom mode, moving things forward. Let, let's get to bed quick, quick, quick. Let's go, go, go and move. But yesterday I came, you know, to my senses and said, okay, before I do bedtime, before I get them to bed, we need to regulate them. And so I play, I put them all in a hot tub, um, gave them a bath. They, they, they relaxed in the bath. I got some snacks, some glasses of milk, They thought it was super cool and fun and exciting and it just added to the event, even if it was 9.30 at night and they were so tired. I put them in that bath and said, I'm going to deal with the consequences tomorrow of three tired kids, which I did, by the way. <laughs> I don't know if you hear it in my voice, but I'm pretty tired today too. It was a rough day. Um, but last night went well. Bedtime actually went well, even though they all went to bed so late and were so tired. I regulated their system first before putting them to bed and bedtime went really well. I fed them, we gave them something to drink, they warmed up, then we washed them up and then went to bed. No stories, they were aware of that, it was way too late, but they fell asleep relatively quickly because sometimes when they're dysregulated, it takes them even longer to fall asleep. So instead of going using my mom hat and saying, I just need to get them to bed when I got home, I put on my neuroscientist hat and I said, I need to regulate them before I get them to bed. And honestly, it worked so well. I'm so happy that I did that. And um, that's why I wanted to share this with you because I thought this might be a good pre-holiday <laughs> episode to remind you that there will be moments where you have to put on your neuroscientist hat and and or your curious neuron hat, whatever you want to call it. But remove the mom or dad or grandma or grandpa or caregiver hat and place your curious neuron hat and say, is this child dysregulated? Or ask yourself, don't say it. Ask yourself, is this child dysregulated? And if they are dysregulated, what can you do to regulate them and support them so that they can feel calm and safe and whatever it is before you do what you have to do? So if it's going to a family member's house, and your child is still tired from yesterday, can you afford to take an hour, call the person, tell them you'll be late, but get your child to nap and regulate them? Or if it's been two days of visiting people's homes and your child is completely dysregulated, they are tired and they need to connect with you, can you, before you leave to go to this new place now, this new family member's house, can you take a moment, a few minutes 10 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever you could afford in time to sit with your child, turn off your phone, put it away, turn off the TV, do one thing at a time and just be with your child in that moment so that you can regulate them before you go to this family member's house. What can you do to regulate your child if they are dysregulated? That is the question that we need to ask ourselves throughout the holidays. What can I do for this dysregulated child to help them get regulated again? so that they can be functioning, because they won't if they're not regulated. And the same thing applies for you, by the way, my dear friend, because you are important. So during these holidays, if you have a moment where you just need quiet, and you need to step away from screaming kids, and you need to be on your own, go wherever you need to go, the bathroom, outside, the garage, ask to go in their bedroom, sit down for a moment if you can, or whatever it is that you can do to regulate yourself, so that when your child is dysregulated, You are cool, calm, and collected and ready to regulate them because you are regulated. A dysregulated person cannot regulate a dysregulated person. <laughs> the math doesn't add up. 
So you need to be regulated as much as you can. If you have an argument with a family member, which might happen, um, step away when you need to. Take a moment to regulate yourself because your child will need you at some point and they need you to see them for who they are, a child that is dysregulated and needs your support, not a child who's misbehaving. I hope this was helpful. Um, we are getting much closer to the holidays. One more week left and then I will also be taking a break from this Curious Neuron podcast um, over the holidays. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. And don't forget, if something, if, if, if um, helping your child regulate themselves is something that you personally really struggle with because remember i i've posted about this i have a course on my website um that i just gave if you missed it uh, you can go to kirsteron.com click on um parents or workshops at the top and you'll see the course the new one that is all about um understanding our child's environment and understanding the link between emotions and behavior. So you can go ahead and click on that. And um, by the way, next week on Wednesday, I'll be doing a live for the people that are registered for that course. I will put the link in the show notes. Um, but if you are registered for that course before next Wednesday, you can attend the live Q&A. I gave the course live last week and next week I will give a live Q&A so that if you've watched the workshop and you have questions and you've tried to apply it in your home, you can now ask me questions live. So there's that. The second thing is if you really struggle with emotion regulation with your child or yourself, there is an app that I have uh, called WonderGrade. I announced it uh, a couple months ago in July. I became the co-founder of the WonderGrade app. The link will be in the show notes. And this is an app that helps your child learn how to regulate their emotions. So if they're struggling at bedtime, which is extra energy, which is something that needs you to support them in regulating their emotions and, and regulating their system to calm it down, we have wonderful audios and videos that your child can watch and listen to. There are lots of audios to help you. Um, there are also audios for parents that can help you understand your own emotions and how to support your child and their emotions. So the link will be in the show notes as well to the course for the Wondergrade app. And besides that, I'm sending you all big hugs <laughs> and, and helping you through the holidays. I will see you next week. Um, don't forget to please support the Curious Neuron podcast if you are enjoying these episodes and the solos that I'm doing all by myself, talking to myself, super uncomfortable. Let me know. <laughs> you could uh, go to the iTunes app, click on um, the, the podcast and rate it and review it. Send me an email at info at curiousneuron.com or visit our website, curiousneuron.com. And you can send me an email and say, hey, Cindy, I left you a rating and a review. Send me a free PDF <laughs> and I will. Um, and, and if you are listening uh, on iTunes, you can also listen to the podcast on Spotify or Amazon Music. And some of the episodes are also on our YouTube channel. Everything is in the show notes. I will see, I will see you next week. Have a wonderful week. Bye.